0: uniforms and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the
1: best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners.
2: It's another edition of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. This is a second coming. This is a call to Live on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and on demand online at nhsportspage.com. When we step on the floor, every second that clock is ticking, we are pedal to the metal. From Londonderry to Lebanon, Nashua to Newport, Summersworth to Salem, and Keene to Kennett. The New Hampshire High School Hoop Show covers all the teams. We run the ball. We pressure the ball. And most importantly... We control the tempo of the game. With Pete Derrier and Dave Haley on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and online at hsportspage.com.
3: Good morning and welcome to another edition of the New Hampshire High School hoop show we do it each and every saturday morning live on the radio espn new Hampshire's from our studios in nashville also put it up On the internet, a few different ways, ESPNNH.com, NHSportspage.com. And then, if you just can't be around while we're doing it live, maybe you can only catch part of the show. Don't worry, we'll post the thing up online on NHSportspage.com, on demand via the SoundCloud, where we know hundreds of people each and every week go on demand and listen to the show on their time. Dave Haley in studio. I am Pete Terrier. We got Sean Sendell back in the house. I cannot remember the last time we did a show with Sean Cundall here, Dave. I miss
0: Sean. I, I was I was a little teary eyed when I walked in here. I was listening to the end of his show before too. The Boys to Men was a nice touch, but
3: So the, that that was this is see your you, last this is That's your it, last man. time with us. That's it. I'm done. So you're out. No done. more show before ours and you don't you're like if I don't got a show I ain't gonna board up those students. No, no, no. I, I like is you that, guys. Is that the way it went? Down? I like you guys a lot,
1: but I'm not driving up here 45 minutes just to board up your show. <laughs> yeah,
0: that
3: sounds really
1: unreasonable.
0: <laughs> Come on, and, Sean, and just a little bit hostile. Uh,
3: will we still have a show next week? That's the question. <laughs> that is not up to me. Uh, okay. We, uh, we, we're, we're doing we're, one. We're
0: gonna have a show no matter what. It
3: depends on it, whether or not. Don't I, worry. I, I believe it will be on the McIsaac Sports
0: Network is ready to go. So <laughs> no worries. We will have a show, people.
3: And we certainly have a lot to talk about uh, high school basketball season oh my
0: god officially
3: underway i mean really before the holidays it's kind of you know the I don't want to say it doesn't count. No, no, but we're into it now, now. It really counts.
0: I'm starting to do. I'm going to be doing Division three and Division four. Not next week, but the week after the mid season uh, reports that I do report cards that I do every year. The wow, mid, the mid season, yeah. For and I do all state and who I think is going to be in the finals for Division three and Division four. Uh, we'll get into it, but that was the. I'm just going to say this. Start off with this. That was the biggest crowd I've ever seen in Portsmouth High School for a basketball
3: game. You were at the Portsmouth Spalding game last oh night, and they, it was it was, an,
0: it was an event. It was packed over there. It was packed. It was awesome. Absolutely, everything
3: awesome. was great until the game tipped off.
0: Yeah, but you know what? When you see a great team like that, you you just enjoy it. And um, I will tell you right now, I'm going to put them with that Central team that went 22 and 0. Yeah, right. All watch the film. Watch the film. Watch the highlights. Uh, Jen and John did a great job last night and Watched both highlights We'll get into it after the scoreboard But uh, they did a phenomenal job uh, with the highlights And last night it was unbelievable And the highlight Sean, you gotta watch it McIsaac Sean Parham had a 14-step and one From about the foul line And... They uh, they called the N one. McIsaac went crazy and then took off his headphones and threw them at the table. And you could hear his headphones audibly hitting the table and him groaning in the background as I'm <laughs> explaining to people. They just threw his headphones. Yikes! And oh. Tim Cronin was standing over us. He had just like this little smile on his face, like laughing. It was it was pretty good. At
3: least somebody has our back here in Portsmouth. Uh, we'll get to the score of that one and all of the games from around the state. Dave, of course, was at the Portsmouth Spalding game. Last night, the supposed showdown in Division One that didn't turn out to be. I went out to the Pratt in Jaffrey last night. Saw a D three game between Conant and Hopkinton. All those highlights for both of those games on nhsportspage.com. dot com. But right now, what we'll do is we'll give you the scores from all the games that were played last night. It's the Beals Insurance Scoreboard. Are you
2: The Beals Insurance Scoreboard, brought to you by Beals Insurance Agency, with locations now in Bedford and Londonderry. Visit BealsInsurance.com.
0: Aye, aye, aye. A tough one last night in Hampton. Uh, Bedford with a 69-65. Overtime win over Winnicott. Winnicott was up four with .9 seconds left. There's only one way you can lose a basketball game, and that's... First of all, what you do in .9 seconds, as every coach knows, and Jay McKenna knows all too well, you stand back and you you stand out of bounds if you have to, and you live to shake hands with a one-point win if a kid hits a three. But Mike Fiacco fouled Connor Crowley. Crowley hit the three, hit the foul shot with no time left for a four-point play, tied it. Bedford wins it in overtime. And Mike Fiacco, I, I may do a story on that kid sometime. If there's a kid out there you want to, he has an incredible story. And an incredible kid, but unfortunately just a tough play at the end. And a Winnecona team that really could have used a bounce-back win has a tough 0-2 week. Bedford wins. Bedford's 5-1 and one on the season. Great W for those guys. Stats are up on n of all the Division One games last night. They had a balanced scoring attack. Uh, Nolan Anderson, their center, had a really good game for them. 17. 17 points. A uh, really nice game for them. Troy uh, Miservi had a good game as well. Freddie Shockey played very well. Leading scorer for Winnecona, but... Bedford goes to 5-1 on the season. Merrimack goes to 5-1 on the season. Concord is 1-5. Concord's 1-5. They could easily be 4-2. Uh, they've, they've been tight in all these games, but they just haven't been able to close it out. Ian Cummings, 27-point match. with 15 in a losing cause for Concord. Exeter's good. Exeter scored 78 points last night. 78-63 over Londonderry. Londonderry was starting to play better, but Exeter's 5-1. Cody Morissette... 29 points. Stephen Tolles 17 for Exeter. Jake Coleman had 29 last night, and he scored his 1,000th career point. We had a couple kids score a thousand last night. Uh, big deal for him. Uh, Jake uh, Jake Coleman 29. So a thousand career points and a five and one start for Exeter. Break up Dover. Dover's won two in a row. Dover's two and four. They beat Manchester Memorial 73-62. My buddy Mike Linds, the assistant coach of theirs, running around. Toilet paper in downtown Dover, which is not a good way to, c- to celebrate a win, but he he was, he was happy. He felt that Devin Cady, twenty, John Cantwell nineteen, Tyler Vico seventeen. Dover can shoot it, and if they play a little bit of defense, they're gonna get some Ws. They do. They're two and four. Jay Carrier twenty one in the loss for the Crusaders. Memorial drops to two and three. Remember we had them top five. I had them top five in the preseason. Uh, but Craig Preston left the team. And then they've sort of kind of struggled to stop people, giving up 73, 2-3 and three on the season. Uh, Nashville North gets their first win of the year, 56-38. I didn't think I'd be saying that on January 14th, but they do. They beat Manchester Central 56-38. Alonzo Linton and Levi Goslin 20 points each. Uh, Dave Keith missed the game with an Achilles injury, so Ritz Otis filled in. What
3: happened to Dave? I guess he had a torn Achilles or something. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Union know that. leader, our boy Roger Brown. Had it uh, in there. You,
0: you love mentioning Roger Brown. Uh, Rich Otis and I were texting last night uh, after the game. I didn't know that about him, but he uh, they're struggling to score. One and three on the season for Central. They just can't score. North gets, a first, gets their first win. They're one and four. I'll find out about Dave. I'll shoot him a text. Uh, Na- uh, Na- uh, Nashville South falls to BG 60 to 52. Clay Crowell with 18 points. Mike Rinko for 17. Matt Regan's team gets the W there. Nashville South. Kevin Janow had a big game. I've got the stats up on the side. I think he had 23 or 25 points, but. Janelle with another big game for South, but they need that secondary scorer over there. Sean Sendall's Alvin Broncos are 4-1. and one. Told you. Playoff team, I told you, before the easy. season. Take it easy. 66-51. Just wiping right the floor with Pankerton. Jack Brown, 19. Max Bonney, Lyle's Twitter, sass his little brother with 17. Jay Reynolds with 22. And Alvin is... Four and one and talking about leaving New Hampshire and heading off to the NBDL to play tougher competition. That's unbelievable. That's what Brian Lynch said last night. Or maybe he didn't. The game we were at last night, Portsmouth, a lot, Spalding, a little. 76-42. to After the game, uh, much like that character in Seinfeld, uh, Justin McIsaac went in the woods with a shovel, made a little ditch for himself, and climbed in it. It was very, very hard to watch. 76-42. Sean Parm had a... It was a very balanced scoring attack. Sean Parm had 10 points in the first quarter. Joey Glynn returned. Played pretty well for that. Cody Graham is a first-team All-State kid. There's your spoiler a lot. He had about five assists. I think he had 15 points. Mike Sanborn hits threes. We're going to talk about them. I think this Portsmouth team is as good as any team I've I've seen. Uh, long season. So I'm not giving them the title. But they're 7-0. Spalding falls to 5-2. Cal Conley, uh, 15 points, I believe, in the loss last night. Salem... Moves to 3-2, 62-40 win over Trinity. Griffin Curtis, 16 points, 12 rebounds uh, for Rob McLaughlin's team uh, as Trinity falls to 0-6 on the season. In Division 2 last night, big surprise. 61-55. Campbell. Division three goes up and beats Palm. Congratulations to Lett Letton, those guys. That's a good win last night. Crossover game. As the Pythons have now lost two in a row after a 5-0 star. Kyle Frank had a big game for Pelham, but not enough. Campbell gets the win 61-55. Campbell now plays Belmont on Tuesday night in a game that we're going to have covered here on nasportsbrades.com. Bishop Brady with a 53-38 win over Kingswood last night. Bishop Brady 3-1. and Kingswood falls to 3-3. Three three. It might have got their feelings hurt by Jim Mulvey in our post-game interview. Hanover with a 77-64 win over South Hegan. Hanover's 1-4. They get a win. South Hegan drops to 1-6. Benny Gantress with 29. He had six threes last night. Uh, Anderson uh, Jafar with 17 points for the Sabres. Again, they fall to 1-6. Danny Bryson says, bad matchup, Dave Haley, in your mug. 59-47 win over Hollis Brooklyn Manchester West with a really nice win. They're 5-2. Hollis-Brookline, first loss of the year. They fall to 4-1. and one.
3: Why is it a bad matchup? Is it the guard play? Well, I wrote it have in have the third. Did you read my Thursday call? Yes,
0: I did. Yeah, it, it, yeah, because uh, size and the zone, and teams have been going zone against West, and they've been struggling with it. But I know they've been working on it. Jacoby, Bur- Jacoby Burpee had 25 points last night. Cinco had 19 for Hollis-Brookline. Felt like a bad matchup, but West goes in and wins by 12, so all the credit in the world.
3: Gotcha. You said it was a bad matchup. Yeah, I wrote it. And and Bryson said, take that. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, he's my buddy. He likes to throw it back in my face. Yeah. That's why people are friends with me, so they can throw stuff back at me. I think all my friends just waited for Notre Dame to do 4-8. I think this was their favorite year to be friends with Dave Haley. John Stark with a 58-55 win over Kennett last night. I don't have any stats, but I'm going to get him soon because I'm going to keep bugging Mike Smith. Uh, Lebanon with a with a 45-42 win over Plymouth. Really close. Ryan Milliken, 15 points on the night. Uh, Keith Maddie honored uh, for picking up his 300th win earlier in the week. So he's at 301 now. Sendall's throwing me off because there's no music. There it is. Plymouth uh, battles last night. I got the box score from Mike Sullivan, but it was too early. I couldn't add it. 45-42, Plymouth with the win. And Keith Maddie will be our guest in the second hour I was going to
3: say, he's going to be honored by us when he comes on the show. Uh, Always 10 o'clock.
0: Always. We'll get season. an update from him. And yeah, 5-0 in the season. Uh, and up there in the power pole, they should be moving up the power pole this and week. An
3: update on the KJ watch?
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm told he's not coming back next Friday for Hollisbrook line. That's what I was told, but we'll see. Uh, we'll talk to him. Milford with a 57-53 win over Wyndham. Evan Ryan, 24 points for Milford. Kyle Rembus with 15 for Wyndham, not Winham. They fall 2-3 in season. Milford is 6-0. Uh, Pembroke with a 57-54 win over Oyster River. Jake Sherman, 29 points. He gets six three-pointers in the second half. I haven't seen anything like that since Sean Sendahl was playing rec ball as a child, and he God, he could throw him in. Another crossover game, Stevens with a 71-54 win over Conval. Uh, Stevens got 20 points from Noah Spaulding and a 14.16 rebound double-double from Zach O'Brien to beat Conval. In Division Three. turn down your radios because I'm about to start yelling. Guilford 40, Berlin 39, Mason McGonagall 15, Ethan Carrier 11. My Golden Eagles go on the bus for two days. They get off that bus and they win. They look like a bunch of kids arriving at Woodstock. And they leave with a huge win. They're 5-2. and two. Guilford started 1-2. Four wins in a row for Chip Veazey's team. We are a house on fire. And I am currently setting up a game, Guilford, at Portsmouth, sometime next week. Because let's challenge ourselves. 56-43 win for Summersworth over Laconia. Evan Gray, 20. Brighton Early, 19 for the Tomfords. We all love that name. Brighton Early. I watched them on film this week, by the way. Yeah, to so that did
3: film.
0: I. Yeah, it's interesting to kind of catch up on those teams. Um Belmont last night escapes with a 51-50 win over St. Thomas. Matt Pluska's had 20 points. Uh, Trevor Hunt 10 points, 11 rebounds for Belmont. They're 6 and 1. We're going to see them on Tuesday, Jim Silly's team. Improves the 6 and 1.
3: And I'm going to Belmont tonight. What are you doing in Belmont tonight? The Patriots. Uh um, shooters football party at shooters. <laughs> we love
0: shooters. That's <laughs> I'm going to be up there too. Gonna, yeah, I'll be up in the area tonight. Hopkinton is undefeated and they got a nice one to watch these highlights. Forty-one thirty-seven. Kevin Newton Delgado. Who
3: is this kid? Big six-foot-four freshman. Holy shot blocks. Jump out of the gym. Uh, I read someplace he had nine blocks. In I, the be- game. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe it. Did.
0: Cam Sierra twelve. Uh, Henry Anakopoulos uh, and Kevin Newton had nine. Yeah, Kevin uh, Newton Delgado with nine each. This was a good game. The highlights good. JP Record had some really nice moves in this game. But Conant falls to three and three. We only really like happy coaches, not angry ones. I don't think Eric Sashi would be angry. He was not
3: angry. He was actually, he wasn't pleased that they lost. If that's the
0: best team, and you lose by four at home. He at this feels point, pretty yeah, good. Yes. You gotta feel good on yeah. that. Yeah, he
3: does. And Henry Anakopoulos felt pretty good about me saying. That he was the most yes, physically imposing <laughs> player in New Hampshire High School basketball. I he saw. is jacked. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's jacked. I saw him after the game. Uh, all the highlights on nhsportsbase.com. Kierasaz with a 60-20 to win over Fall Mountain. Taylor Masso's 21. Tommy Johnson with 18. Mascoma, 44-38 win over Franklin. Franklin's 3-4 and four in the season. Mascoma, 2-4. and four. Alex Schwartz with 23 points. Uh, I was talking to Sauccio last week. He goes, oh, by the way, when you said Schwartz is better than anyone in the division except Matos, you were right. He's like, that kid is nasty. So, Schwartz, uh, 23 points. He's big time for those guys. He's a kid I want to get covered this year because uh, he deserves the coverage. He's, he's fun to watch. Uh, Raymond, 76-50 win over Hillsborough-Deering. Hillsborough-Deering is 0-6 on the season. Uh, Raymond with their first win. They're 1-5. Messenic with a 65-43 win over Newport. They go to 5-3 on the season. Newport is 1-3. Uh, Brett Stoffenecker with 25 points. Uh, Damon Gibson off top of my head. I think he had 17. I did the box score last night. I did a lot of box scores last night. Middannock, 60-50 win over Winnesquam. Joe Minson, we're considering covering the Mananok at Messina game next Tuesday. Oh, yeah. We're going to try to get uh, Mike out there. Uh, Joe Minson with 25 points for Mid-N-N-N-N-K. Uh Mike Lowry, I was told this morning, left the team for Winnesquam. So, that's another. They just had a bunch of kids kind of flake on them a They're little
3: bit. Don't talk. Yeah, I'm... Considering going to Masenic. Oh, you are on Tuesday. All right. Well, I'll I mean I Mike can go with me if he wants to film yeah, it.
0: We this is all stuff we I, we didn't know. But um the
3: Masenic people are hearing this for the first time. <laughs> they, go, they, they love they you listen. over there.
0: Sunapee uh, division four Sunapee with a fifty-five-27 win over Concord Christian last night. Sunapee goes two and four the season, Concord Christian, 0 and nine on the season and waiting for baseball season. Derryfield was sixty-one to thirty win over Hensdale. Uh uh Trent Henrick was sixteen. Sam Anderson, fourteen. He had a double-double of 14 points, 12 rebounds. I think he had 16 rebounds, actually. Andrew Duball with 10. Phil gets back on the winning track after their loss in a game we covered on Tuesday night to Epping. Speaking of the devil, Epping with a 61, 41, 69, 41 win over PCA. Guess who I was with last night after the game? Amongst many, I was with a lot of people.
3: Sean Young. The big smooth. The big smooth Lewis Atkins. Saw him at the uh did I see him a Chick-fil-A? No, Concord uh, Holiday Tournament.
0: Yeah. I knew that from McIsaac's Snapchat. Oh, no. <laughs> he loves taking pictures of us right now. Let me guess. I had a beer in my hand. Yeah. Uh, you did. We're celebrating. You very much did. We're celebrating. Uh, but, uh, Christian Pete, by the way, signed to the fighting McIsaacs last night. Yes, after the game. Uh, Jackson Rivers, 21 points for Epping. They're 6-1 on the season. PCA, who has an absolutely brutal schedule, is 3-4 and, and looking at a tough road ahead. Groveton, a lot. Lisbon, A little. Uh, final score eighty-four to twenty-one. Honestly, it was fifty to seventeen at halftime. Groveton on top, and then I honestly just thought Mark Collins made better halftime adjustments than Sam Natty. I don't like to call out coaches on the show, but I just felt like Mark Collins made better adjustments at halftime, and that's why they win the game eighty-four to twenty-one. Austin Lesprens with led four Eagles in double figures with sixteen. Yes,
3: and you got yourself—it's in my car—a brand new Groveton Eagles shirt courtesy of Groveton by a John Kesty. Oh, really? John was up there.
0: I got a Groveton?
3: They I don't know you if I'm going to look good in purple. But I'd be, be glad to color. take it because you know I look good in purple.
0: You, yeah, but I I do love my Groveton Eagles. All right, a couple more scores real quick. Uh, New Market with a 73-45 win over Mount Royal. Anthony Sensenbath with 33 points last night uh, for uh, Jamie Hayes' team. Uh, good win there. Profile gets a 6322 win bounce back win they're 5 and 3 on the season they were up 25-14 after two uh, and then outscore going 21 to 4 in the third quarter uh, uh, River Baker and Dylan Roby, 17 points to Pete for Paul Greenlaw's team. Paul Greenlaw's team now 5-3 and three on the season, so good win for Profile. 63-22, that's a lot to a little. Wilt Lineborough with a 97-31 win over Newt. Newt's 0-8 on the season. Wilt Lineborough improves to 2-5. Trey Carrier had 40 points last night. He needed 39 to get a 1,000. He had a bunch of people in his family there, his grandfather was telling me. And so he goes, scores 40, as they win by 66 points.
3: <laughs> you know that the reason, I mean, they left him in because they wanted him to get it that yeah. Night,
0: yeah. Luckily, Scott Ker- Currier, the head coach of Newt, is quite possibly the nicest person in all of New Hampshire basketball, so I'm sure he wasn't that mad about it. But 97:31. By the way, I have, I have two things to rant. I have a rant today. and I, I know people love it when I rant because they sound I'm like s- a I'm lunatic. surprised by that. Yeah, it's no, really I got a real genuine. one. I, I saved. I didn't mean to save it for you, but I'm happy you're here because you seem to react too well. And Pete is very concerned. Does anyone know who won the linwood Canyon pittsburgh game? Is anybody out there listening can tell us who won that game. We don't know. And that is the score. But I want to remind everyone one more time that Guilford beat Berlin.
3: Yeah, good job. And uh, as always, (laughs) great job on the Beals Insurance scoreboard. We'll get that again at the uh, top of the hour, 10 o'clock. Coming up in just a few minutes from now, Eric Saucier from Conant will join us. This is a heavy hitter. Saturday morning show for and us, and then Coach I, Saucier and Keith Matty in one day.
0: Yeah, and then we're gonna talk to Brett Laflem from uh, Adrenaline, who I'm working with now at nine fifty. After uh, Eric, so excited to talk to Brett. Brett can talk about his old Conval days. That's right.
3: That's where I got and my
0: start. That guy could shoot, man. Jesus, I played against Brett. He played at UNH. Uh, his big his time. brother
3: Jamie was the the best Laflem brother. Oh, really? You yeah. going to oh, ask yeah. him. Yeah, they were we go. Oh yeah, I mean by by far, Jamie was like a stud as a freshman. And he had his older brother, Brandon, was on the team. And then they won a championship. Uh, they lost, I think, one or two championships. We'll uh, reminisce Conval basketball with Brett uh, when he joins us in just a bit. Quick timeout, come back. Uh, we'll talk about that portsmouth Spalding game, talk about the great atmosphere, the huge crowd in Portsmouth, because they don't really usually turn out till playoff time. But they were there for the regular season showdown against Spalding last night. It is the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. Pete Terrier, Dave Haley, Sean Sendall in the house. One final time with us, and we'll continue after these on ESPN New Hampshire and nhsportspage.com. 1250
2: ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports.
3: In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice
4: when it comes to the best in orthopedic care.
5: New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary
4: care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit nhoc.com for more information. These days, you need to know your college investment is moving you forward. Great Bay Community College gets that. They have new high-demand programs, including bioengineering, sales and digital marketing, liberal arts, English, history, and psychology. There are opportunities for internships and leadership development and transfer pathways to a four-year college. All this at a tuition you can afford. Great Bay Community College. Enroll now. Drop by
2: admissions today. No appointment necessary. Tuesdays from 9 to 3. Find out more at greatbay.edu
4: pouring rain, it's real dark outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp, this is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain, you don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever gonna have my title, US Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this. I was just thinking I'm so close, I'm so close. Radio and television have been part of your daily life for as long as you can remember, so why not make a career out of it? Visit nhab.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters, to learn more about over-the-air broadcasting. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Whether it be on the air or behind the scenes, many Granite State stations are looking for motivated people just like you. Visit our online job bank at nhab.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employment lawyers. You can also access a list of upcoming job fairs in New Hampshire as well as NHAB-sponsored events. Students, if you're studying over-the-air broadcasting, apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships at local stations. It's easy to navigate, full of useful resources, and it's only a click away. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting.
2: (laughs) 1250 ESPN, New Hampshire. Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights.
3: Back here on the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. Busy night around the state of New Hampshire last night as we are into the regular season. Some of the divisions, actually Division 4, is almost at the halfway point. Same thing with D3. We're going to talk a little D three hoops right now as we're joined on the phone by Eric Saucier, longtime head coach of the Conan Orioles, championship winning coach whose team was off to a little bit of a slow start. I think you had a really tough schedule to begin. You were one and two. You won a couple of games to get over five hundred, and then you welcomed in the Hopkinton Hawks to the Pratt last night in Jaffrey, and they came away with a forty-one to thirty-seven victory. Coach Saucier, good morning to you. When I talked to you after the game last night. Despite the loss, you had some things that you felt positive about.
6: Uh, good morning, guys. Yeah, uh, I guess you could say the easiest way to put it, Pete, is uh, uh, disappointed but not discouraged. You know, the guys played hard. Uh, we're getting better every day, and um, I like where we're at right now.
0: Who are the kids that have been uh, emerging for you over the last couple weeks since, uh, since the holiday break?
6: Uh, I mean, obviously you have JP. Um, Romero's been shooting the ball well. He didn't shoot well last night, but he's been shooting the ball well. Tate Nemo is coming off the bench to play well. Um. All, all, actually all the guys are, are doing what they need to do and you know like I know it's cliche but you know we say we want to get better every day and I walked in the locker room last night and I told the guys like I'm not discouraged at all I'm like did we get better tonight and they're like yeah and I said good so we continue on you know so um, we're taking it day by day um, but I like where we're at right now
3: Yeah you're only playing uh, two seniors you know your seven man rotation includes a couple of freshmen you know Peyton Springfield and Anthony Gauthier, who uh, is starting to come into his own. So I think the future looks bright, but I, I still think that this year you guys are going to be able to jump up and get some people. You always play your best basketball, it seems, in March.
6: Yeah, uh, that's what we're hoping for. You know, I really, I really like this team. Uh, they're, they're, they're fun to coach. Um, they, they, they work hard every day in practice. Um, they really push each other. And, and what I like is that they're starting to buy into the defense is going to be key come March. Everybody knows
0: that. So, what do you, what's your, uh, besides, I think the clear favorite in the division is the Guilford Golden Eagles, uh, who've won four in a row, Eric. And I know you <laughs> have been ducking them for years. Uh, it's been a source of contention between the two of us um, and strained our friendship. But what do you think of the uh, Division three landscape? I mean, it is w- wide open. I think Division One we found out last night, is not quite as wide open as we thought. Uh, but Division Three is very wide open, and it's a year where I think a 6 or a 7 seed could end up being there in the final day. But when you look around, what do you see in Division Three? Who are the teams standing out to you?
6: Yeah, I'll be honest with you. At the beginning of the year, I thought maybe four or five teams had a chance, but after seeing a lot of teams and seeing the scores and talking to coaches, um, there's 10, 10 or 11 teams that could easily go to new come March and, and win the championship. It, it's 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 all about matchups. You know, I talked to other coaches about that too. Like who matches up well with who and you know some teams play others and um the matchups aren't so good. But then another team that beat another plays another and it's like it, it all comes down to matchups.
0: Dude, is this Hopkinson team um different then they were under Dave Chase. Uh, Steve Signor doing a really good job over there, obviously. But what's different between the, the Dave Chase, Hopkins, and Hawks you played for years and the team that you played last night?
6: Uh, I wouldn't say there was, there was uh, too much. I mean, the kids have been together. Those kids have been together for, I think Henry said it last night, like this is the first time they did this since they were in eighth grade. So those kids have grown up um, playing together all the time. They know where they are. Um, obviously, Delgado helps them out, too. I mean, he had a game last night defensively. Um, but I mean, Hopkins' team's always played hard, and you know they're off to a good start. And um, I think Steve's doing a good job with them.
3: Can you talk a little bit about what you saw as an opposing coach from Kevin Newton Delgado? Their six four, super athletic freshman who just came in and I thought changed the game last night with defense and low post scoring and, and the blocks.
6: Yeah, his size, I mean, his size definitely hurts. Uh, hopkinson size hurts us i mean when they walked out there and we walked out there it's like man amongst boys i mean if you put let's see if you put uh gothier if you put marrow and you put i don't know take somebody else on my team you take three guys they're not even going to be the fast hmm. <laughs> like, yeah or flanagan those kids are huge so um you know for us it's 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 a matter of you know, just working hard trying to get defensive rebounds. And there were some times last night where the ball went up. We battled, but they just pushed us out of the way, got the rebound, laid it in, which is going to happen at times. Um, you know, we didn't shoot the ball very well last night. We were uh, 15 of 48 from the field. So if we make a couple of shots, we're right there. Um, but like Dave was talking about, I think the division's wide open, and I think it's going to be a, a fun tournament come March for sure.
0: Yeah, do you do you sense? Uh, well, I'll make a statement, and you can agree with me if if you want to. But uh, I sense the Sendalls laughing because I expect you to agree with me. Um, the division, I feel, I can feel it that there's a lot more hope and optimism than there was a year ago, and it's for one reason: Pelham's gone. And, you know, last season, there were D2 coaches who would talk to me and basically say, I think we got a chance to get to Durham, and then we're going to lose to Portions by 30. Like, you know what I mean? And and I feel like a lot of D3 teams felt the same way. Now not lose by 30, because you guys beat Pelham last year, and Kirisaj battled them all the way, and Hopkinson battled them to within 10 in the semis. But do you feel like around the division that it people are kind of embracing, hey, there isn't that one team that is clearly better than the rest of us, and, you know everybody else has a lot more faith and confidence and, and a hope that they can get to, to SNU.
6: Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I see it in tweets, I see it in posts on Facebook, like, coaches are excited about um, the parity in there and um, the chance that they have to go to SNU. Um I mean, I know, I know our kids, looking at them last night, uh, truly believe that, you know, we can beat anybody. I mean, but we also can lose to anybody as well. So, um, it's that nice balance this year that's in the division that hasn't been there the last couple of years
3: coach Eric Saucier of Conant is our guest uh, his team uh, loses last night a tough one 41 37 at home against Hopkinton Hopkinton the only unbeaten team still left uh, in Division three they're eight and oh the Orioles are now three and three. I want you to talk a little bit about JP Record and his progression. Uh, he was a, a a player for you as a sophomore on a championship team a couple of years ago. Uh, last year, stepped up into a bigger role as a junior. But now this is his team. He's really kind of carried you guys and led you guys as a captain of your team. Talk a bit about he how he has progressed into that next great Conant basketball player.
6: Yeah, uh, JP's having a great year. You know, he started for me since he was a little sophomore. And uh, now he's the senior captain, and um, he's not only scoring, he's doing a good job leading as well. You know, we, me and J.P. had a talk at the beginning of the year, and I said, J.P., it's going to be a different year this year. Like, you got to realize that we're going to be a young team, and we're going to get better as the year goes on, but there's going to be some times where there's going to be lows that we can't get frustrated. I'm like, you just have to stay positive. You have to bring these young guys along because in the end, come March, if you want to get to where you want to go, We need them, and he's done a good job of that. You know, he doesn't just lead by um, talking. He leads by example. Um, He works so hard every day in practice. Um, As you can see in the games, like, he does everything. He defends, he rebounds, he handles the point. Um, So he's he's doing what he needs to do, and he's having a good year. He deserves it. He works hard.
3: And he really believes it because I talked to him after the game last night briefly, and you know, he played a great game at 18 points, and you know it was a tough loss. You guys made a rally to come back down 12, and, and really had a chance to to get it within one in the final seconds. But uh, you know, I talked to him after the game, and he was like, "We'll we'll, we'll get there." He's like, "We're playing well. We just we, we just need to keep going and and keep believing." So he he's definitely bought in, and that's a good thing, I would think, as a coach.
6: Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, I I see I see a lot more confidence in our team than I did at the beginning of the year. You know, as far as guys that are getting the playing time, the seven-man rotation. um, You know, some guys were a little iffy as what their role is, so on and so forth. But now, uh, as the year is getting towards now that we're getting towards February, um, guys are starting to learn what their roles are, and they're starting to feel more confident in them for sure.
0: When Delgado was playing so well, you know, you had C.J. Billado right down the the he bench.
6: There, from you. Why don't yeah, you grab he, him? He was there. Yeah, Tell I don't know to throw why, some we shorts. I about that at halftime. Me, and my coach was like, "Hey, we should just give C.J. A, a jersey and throw him in there."
0: Steve Signor's a new head coach. You he might not even notice for like five minutes, and Billado had <laughs> yeah. already, you know, kind of changed the tone of the
3: game. <laughs> I will say that Coach Signal was quite excited to be getting the interview last night. Yeah, and the Steve, team was yes. nice
0: guy. Yeah, yeah, no, good win there, but um, but again, uh. Eric it's basically it sounds like the kids just understand it's it's a marathon not a sprint and i i just think it comes because of the culture of that program you've built over there where you know they expect to go to southern new hampshire every year and i was lucky enough to get to sit next to you the one year you didn't make it there and you looked like you had ants in your pants sitting next to me in the crowd and you were like why am i here when summersworth won the the championship that year so if i have to sit next to you again at southern new hampshire oh, i don't know if i can handle you doing that if you're not if you're not coaching out there
6: yeah, yeah, it's not it's not it's not fun. It's, it's, it's <laughs> much more enjoyable being on the bench at snoo than, than being in the stands for sure.
0: Most uh, people, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, most people uh, get excited when they go once every 4 years Eric can't understand why he's not there every nine, but no, it's it's always fun. That was the first time we haven't seen kids on the stage for those games. There're usually like pe- a bunch of people on the stage, but this was a regular season those game, I guess. Those are few people up
3: there. There was. I did meet Anthony Labore, or Labor, whatever however you pronounce his name. He is a gentleman that accosted me last year on Twitter because I wasn't going to any Conan girls' games. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm busy. Yeah, Have you not sh- seen our website? Oh Am I Lord. not in a different part of the state every single night? Oh. And, oh, by the way, I got a family and a real job. But, <laughs> yeah, no you know? kidding. And I told him, I said, I covered a girls' game this year. I covered North at Alvern, Sean.
0: We're covering a girls' game next week. We're going to get into it. And before I let you go, Eric, I want to um, thank you again for uh, – support being one of the, the many coaches that do the gold-level membership. You get all the videos, but you you, you uh, support what we do, our entire seven per- it's seven of us. And I really appreciate it. I just want to say every year you know, we count on your support, and uh, I just wanted to thank you on the air for that, man. I appreciate it.
6: No, I, I want to thank you guys for what you do. I mean, I, I know a lot of coaches know you guys have your own real jobs and all that stuff. And, you know, for what you do for these kids and the exposure that you give them, um, it's, you can't put a price on that, so. I want to thank you guys
3: for what you do. Thanks so much, Coach. We'll see you soon, okay? All
6: right. Thanks, guys. Have a good
3: one. Eric Saucier from Cone. It's one of the good ones uh, joining us. This is a super-duper guest lineup today. Coach Saucier and then Keith Maddy from Lebanon coming off his 300th win of the season earlier in the week. We'll talk to him after 10 o'clock. We'll get to a timeout now. When we come back, we will talk Portsmouth-Spalding. Want to hear about how Joey Glenn looked. Want to hear about how Portsmouth looked. If if Spalding, if you think they can hang with them long-term, talk about the crowd. Don't
0: forget, i got a rant coming up, too. Dave's
3: got a rant, too. Can't wait for that. All that and more. New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, ESPN New Hampshire, and NHSportsPage.com.
2: 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights.
3: Your business in search of
4: commercial property, Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanAndWakefield.com. CushmanAndWakefield.com.
5: Outdoor almanac, brought to you by New Hampshire Fishing Games Wildlife Journal. This fall, I heard a radio commercial for, I think it was a jewelry store, that said something to the effect that while we were out fishing, we needed to remind our wives that even though we loved fishing, we love them more and that we should buy them a diamond or something to let them know that. Yeah, I guess that would work, but I thought instead of buying them something, bring them with us. That would show them how much we really care. When we come back from hunting or fishing, we've usually got some great stories to tell. So instead of telling her the stories, why not make her part of them? By including your spouse into some of your hunting and fishing activities, she has a better idea of what it is we do or don't do as the case might be. Plus it gives them a first-hand look at hunting and fishing so they get a better sense of what the sport is all about. Now you may not want to bring your spouse with you every time you hunt but do it a few times and it'll pay dividends for both of you. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. Outdoor Almanac. Brought to you by New Hampshire Fishing Games, Wildlife Journal. When I think of my youth, I remember a stage of life that's vibrant and full of possibility. The same is true for our forests. A young forest is a light-filled place, rich with quickly growing trees, shrubs, wildflowers, and other plants. It may look unruly, but it provides food and shelter for a wide variety of creatures, many of whose numbers have declined in recent decades. In the past, wildfires and flooding created this young forest habitat by creating openings for fresh new growth. Today, we have largely control those natural processes. The responsibility now falls on us to make enough new young forests so wildlife can thrive. Timber harvests, prescribed fires and mowing can renew middle-aged woods making them younger and more vital. Do your part by supporting young forest projects on public and private land. Become a well-informed wildlife advocate. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests.
1: Captain Eric Lawrence needed help after a paralyzing injury in Afghanistan. PVA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. To learn more, visit PVA.org. A public service message from paralyzed Veterans of America.
2: 1250 ESPN, New Hampshire. Manchester's home for high school sports.
3: Well, it was supposed to be Spalding Week, and I guess it was on nhsportspage.com. Big matchups against Winnicott on Tuesday, and then Portsmouth, really the cream of the crop in the seacoast, but last night's game didn't turn out the way I think anybody thought. 76-42, Portsmouth wins it over Spalding, and it wasn't even that close, was it, Dave?
0: No, they jumped out on him early. Sean Parham, like I said, had 10 points in the first quarter, and... Uh... Portsmouth just looks like a machine right now. Um, They just are in such a groove. They're sharing the basketball. They move it. And defensively, they do such a good job shutting off the baseline. You can't do anything on the baseline. And then once you go to the baseline against them, they trap you there. Um, So it's really just a well-oiled machine right now. Alex Tavares hit a three. Max Lincoln hit a three. You know what I mean? They all can shoot it. Mike Sanborn had two or three three three-pointers. And, you know... It's just about knowing, you know, personnel and knowing who you're playing. And I made a point of Ari Breakfield, um, who had a tough night last night, and he's a really, really good player, and he's a sophomore. Um, you know, he's closing out on Mike Sanborn with his hands down, and Sanborn drills a three. I'm like, you got to have your hands up. you got to understand, like, the shooters, you know, who you're playing. But the problem with Spalding, and I was talking about it all night long, we did the broadcast on McIsaac's Network, is they have three and a half guys who can really hang out there, you know, Um You know, really four. Uh, Griffin Toll is hurt. You know, Matt Roy is a a good point guard, but he's not going to score for you a lot. I mean, he probably averages five or six points a game. Cal Conley's elite. Ari Brakefield is right there. He's an all-state level kid. And Keegan Calero really can make an impact on both ends of the floor. But then after that, you know, Isaiah Rose, who's played very well for them, very much looked like a freshman last night. I mean, he looked, you know, it was a big crowd. In a big atmosphere, and, you know, he struggled. J.P. Parody struggled, um, and so they've got to find that fourth or fifth guy where Portsmouth has nine or ten guys, and I thought in the pregame, I said in the intro that I thought that Portsmouth wanted to bring ten guys at him and, pre- and move, 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 keep the pace, control pace, and wear him out late. And I talked to John Mulvey after the game when McIsaac was interviewing Jim, and he said, yeah, that's exactly what we want to do. And he said, you know, they didn't need to because they got up so big early. But Portsmouth is unbelievably good. Unbelievable.
3: How did Joey Glenn look coming off the injury? He
0: looked good. He, he looked good. He, he looked better than I thought. You know, he missed a couple of easy shots that he'll hit. He hit some tough shots, but um, – he hit some some easy shot i mean missed some easy shots that he will but he also has a legitimate back to the basket game which is uh which is refreshing to see you know uh you know there's so many kids that you know wanna you know in division 3 and division 4 that d- that don't want to put their back to the basket for whatever reason joey's a kid who's going to play maybe division 2 basketball certainly high high level division 3 uh, i know keen state was there last night watching a couple of the kids uh, in their nationally ranked program so it's nice to see joey do that but Man, they complement each other so well. Christian Pete didn't score last night, and he but he did a million things. He had a huge steal and a big assist, and the kid just will defend anybody. Uh, you know, he he looked at me after the game. He goes, "Oh, Keegan Calera is the best defender in our division," because I had written that, and I love that kid because he takes everything personally, and it's it's fun. So uh, they're going to be tough to beat. You now start looking at the schedule and say, where do they get bit? And
3: uh, Bedford's coming in there next. Bedford's going to be
0: really tough. Yeah, I think Bedford will be really tough Merrimack on a Tuesday night. Exeter goes there and Exeter can score with them. I think Exeter might go in there and say, hey, "Let's do this. Let's try to let's outscore them." So, uh it should be fun to watch.
3: Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Portsmouth uh at some point during the season, but they look like a juggernaut right now and uh you know what? It's going to be a lot of fun seeing if they can take it all the way. Yeah. I it, mean, you compared them to that central team, you know, the the Martin brothers and Brad Hansen.
0: That's high praise. Uh, and especially coming from me because I have a relationship that was with those a kids. Phenomenal team, uh, twenty two and zero. So look at that team. John and Joe Martin played Division two basketball. John's at Snoo right now. Uh, Brett Hansen's down in Florida, killing it at Division two. Your former would be Dawson Dixon playing college basketball down in Rhode Island. And then Tyler Kelly was that tough center, yeah. had like the sleeve of tattoos and just like a tough kid. And oh, by the way, their head coach was Doc Wheeler. So they were out. So that's high praise. But this Portsmouth team. If they win the Division II championship going undefeated and then move to Division I and win, they're an all-time, all-time team. A good guy probably on the phone right now to ask because he knows high school basketball pretty good.
3: And Brett Laflemme from A Gentleman Fundraising joins us on the line. I covered Brett when he was a little freshman playing for Conval with his uh, big brothers, Brandon LaFlemme and and Jamie LaFlemme. Really where I got my start in this radio business i was doing conval cougar games i was doing conan Oriole games i did milford spartans this was before Southhegan high school was even open oh, and i did some wilton uh games you're making breath old yeah god i thought i was kind of young going into this call <laughs> <laughs> Fine,
1: man
3: you guys want to were you on that conval championship team yeah yeah, With Jamie? when I was a
1: freshman, my older brother Jamie was a junior. Uh, that was the uh, – they beat Levin and Nate Camp and the Fosher brothers.
3: That's right. That's right. Yep.
1: Nate Camp. Man. <laughs> Man. Nate Camp. Camper, we, we remind Nate Camp and the Fosher's and all those guys. Yeah, it was a battle battle uh, over at UNH. What and a I, game.
3: And I think you got beat one year before by uh, Merrimack Valley and Brian Huckins. Was that the yeah, year before? Yeah, that
1: was the year before. And then the year after, we lost uh, on a key real inside-out dribble at the top of the key. Uh <laughs> and he uh he reminds me every single time I
3: see him. <laughs> I'm
0: sure. Oh uh, yeah. So Brett, Brett's on today because Brett and I um uh, we at N Hampshire Sports Page are partnered with uh, adrenaline fundraising, which we're really excited about and I'm uh working with Brett right now. We're actually going over to the softball uh meeting tomorrow at NHTI. We're gonna be there yep. but but yeah, I got to start working with Brett this week. I just want to have him on real quick because there's a lot of programs out there, especially football, that work with adrenaline, and um, and it's unbelievable. I've kind of admired what Brett did from afar for a long time, so it's really great to be involved. But Brett, you know, I know you and I are excited about baseball, softball season coming up. But kind of give everyone an idea like what we do, and you know, it, you know, certainly you can contact either one of us for more information. But
1: yeah. First and foremost, we couldn't be any more excited to bring on Dave. Dave. Dave has uh, uh, an absolute passion for high school athletics. He knows. He knows schools. He knows coaches. He knows athletes in and out. Uh, has put his time in, and we couldn't be any more excited to bring Dave on. It's going to be an awesome, awesome partnership. Um, in terms of what Adrenaline does, Dave. We basically work with all the high school um, and youth athletic programs in the state. We, we help them out. We, help, we work all over New England. We help them out, raise money. We, do, uh, we run a fundraising program in a short amount of time and make them the most amount of money that they possibly can. So um, it's a really, really easy program for the coaches who don't want to focus on fundraising. They obviously want to focus on on the court or on the field. So we make it very easy for the coaches, but we make them a, an impactful amount of money that they can put towards their program for all the things that, uh, that they need in their program. So we pride ourselves on being the best. Um, having you on certainly fits that fits that, uh, that bill for us, and uh, we're excited to have you
0: on. No, it's great. Um, it's great what the kids get out of this, too. You know what I mean? They, they, there's a lot of you know incentives for the kids and so forth. And, yep. you know, I live in Hampton, so I remember seeing the Army out there this summer uh, in their Winneconnet jerseys. It's pretty cool. They're kind of walking the neighborhoods and stuff like that, and people really get into it around town and stuff like that. So the kids have yeah. fun with it.
1: Yeah, the kids have fun with it. The coaches have fun with it, right? I mean, it's a it's a short program. It's seven to ten days for football coaches, the baseball coaches, whatever basketball coaches. Seven to ten days of selling. The coaches take a, an amount, amount of pride in it because they know it's a it's a it's a lot of funding for their program. Uh, the kids take a lot of passion. They they want to earn their prizes. They want to earn uh, their coaches respect and, and getting some sales. And uh, it's a it's a really cool program. We've been doing it now for Jeff Whitman's been doing it now for twenty years. I came on. He hired me. 15 years ago uh, and we're excited to bring you on to kind of help out with with all aspects of the business So we're looking forward to
3: it Brett LaFlemm uh, our guest from Adrenaline Fundraising Brett do you guys also work with you know youth organizations I've got a couple of kids in uh, Goffstown junior baseball program I know that and I got a son who plays with the Manchester Flames hockey and the fundraising is a huge part of that
1: yeah, Pete, we, we we would love to. Um, that's kind of Dave, Dave's gonna be really trying to get into that that area and, and help out because we we're so focused on the high school and youth. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, we, we need more helping hands. So that's where Dave's gonna come in, and uh, we work with all high school, all youth. We work with class class presidents. We do a little bit of everything. So uh, we would love to we would love to help out any youth organizations that are out there looking to looking to raise a ton of money in a short amount of time and a quick, easy fundraiser
0: yeah and those youth programs i mean uh, are such a big part of the community and so forth and so Absolutely. on so yeah it gets everybody involved so yeah no i'm i'm really excited to be on board and and just for people listening uh, the Adrenaline Fundraising uh, logo is right there. They're sponsoring the Power Index uh, every week. And it was funny, last night, Sean Parham, first thing he said in the interview, he goes, well, Spalding was number two. You know, these kids pay attention to this Power I Index. And Adrenaline, uh, you know, a great branding uh, part of that with us. And and I'm excited to be a part of it. But Brett's uh, information is right on site. Adrenaline Fundraising is right on NH Sports page. And, of course, people always can find me at Dave Haley at nhsportspades.com to Send stats. Ask about fundraising, or yell at me because I'm not paying enough attention to your kid. So feel free to to do two of those things, three things if you want to. But but yeah, no, Brad, it's good to have you on. You letting awesome. Pete, Thanks, Thanks, Pete, Pete Pete loves going down memory lane too for the, the those old days. Every so. time I see him, every time I see
1: him, I love him. I, I love Pete. He's uh, he's as passionate as he gets about it. He's been an integral part of the Hampshire basketball, the growth of the Hampshire basketball, and uh, we thank him for putting in the time for. What
3: seems like 25, 30 years now, Pete? Yeah, well, it was what I started in ninety one. Uh, if I could get a audio copy of you guys winning the championship when your brother, I remember it, Jamie LaFlemme with a leaner in the lane. That's and right. I remember right. it, and I, I wish right. I could. I wish I could find a copy of that because. My
1: yeah, I think my dad's got some
3: VHS tapes hanging around. Wow! Pete. Wow! <laughs> All right, Brett. Thanks so much. Uh, we appreciate it, it. it. Thanks for the time today. Yeah, keep up the good work. We'll talk to you All soon. Right.
1: Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks,
0: buddy. See you tomorrow. Now, you didn't, didn't, okay,
3: Brett, didn't Brett also play for UNH basketball? Yeah,
0: yeah. I played mensley against Brett years ago. That's how we sort of, and we just kind of on the floor, just kind of got along, and boy, he was really good, man. He could shoot from anywhere. He his, just, he his, was bro- four- his
3: brother, Jamie, played for Bentley. Yeah. He was good.
0: Yeah, they're all good. Yeah. He
3: was like, I remember him as a freshman. I think he was a lefty shooter, and he was just just all back and shoulders he was just uh you know country strong so yeah, to speak. yeah 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 real good player
0: <laughs> country strong it reminds me of, like those Groveton kids yeah from the back in the day
3: because he remembers keith frill you know it was a, it was keith frill maybe it was greg frill it was probably keith frill
0: keith's a buddy of mine too i,
3: I was at a game i think i've talked about this on the show it was oyster river at Bishop Brady. This was when Brady had oh my Marshall Crane and uh but Billy S- Collins.
0: Saucier came after that, right? Saucier would play to Brady too.
3: Well, I, maybe Saucier was on the team too, but Yetin was on Brady and Keith Friel. Oh my god. Uh, the talent on that. And floor. Friel had fifty something points in the game. It was at at Bishop Brady. And Friel had must have had 13 or 14 three-pointers.
0: I feel now I'm about to feel old with what I'm about to say, but I guess there's listeners out there I need to explain. So Keith Friel, whose father was the very long-time Jerry Friel coach at UNH. Sports Illustrated did a big feature on him. So Keith went on and played at Notre Dame um, for a year or two and then went over and played at Virginia for Pete Gillen over at Virginia. And, and Keith, one year, had a game against Syracuse where he – basically blacked out for like five minutes and hit like, I think he hit like six threes in like ten minutes against Syracuse at Notre Dame. The place was going crazy. So, one of the best players ever to come out of New Hampshire. Keith is Keith is a good time on wheels. Anytime you hang out with that guy, you just have a good time. So
3: and Speaking of great players come out of New Hampshire, I'm sure you saw some of the Bat Bonner stuff last week with the, did, the press that. conference and all that. We gotta get Matt Bonner on the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Luke spoke last year at the New Hampshire-Vermont game, so it's any one of those guys would be terrific.
3: All right, out of time in the first hour. I still got hour. my rant coming. We've got a rant? rant. Got another Beals Insurance scoreboard. We'll talk with Keith Maddie from Lebanon. All that and more on the other side. Second hour in the Hampshire High School Hoop Show coming up.